Blog Talk Radio. Intelligent, controversial, groundbreaking. The great liberators are coming. Hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White take on all topics intrinsic to the black experience. No topic is too cold or too hot. Now, here are the great liberators, Amiri Brown and Kenya White.
yeah, but more than that. Before Elizabeth Barrett Browning, there was Phyllis Wheatley. Before Gloria Alred, there was Sojourner Truth. Before Florence Nightingale, there was Mary Seacole. You know, black, woman, intelligent, genius, inventor, entrepreneur, from curing cancer to curing glaucoma, creating beauty products to creating software, improving earning boards to improving education. She's excellent, personified, but more than that, yes, but more than that, black woman is mother of all, but more than that, honor her. More than that. <laughs> More than that. From head to toe, sheer beauty at its finest. But more than that. Woman. Female. Black. Nappy and happy. Curly and girly. Kinky, tinky, straight. Wait. But more than that. Mm, but more than that. Shades and strength like that of a tree. Cedar, birch, walnut, pecan, mahogany. She's sassy, spunky, sexy, spicy. Ginger, pepper, cinnamon, and honey. These rich hues. But more than that. Ah, but more than that. She's distinctive, elegant, quiet, meek, boisterous, demanding, definitely not weak. Headstrong and spiritually connected. All negative nonsense rejected. Exclusive, instinctive, unpredicted, outspoken, unselfish, unrestricted. She's confident, talented, adventurous, determined, whimsical, eclectic, dedicated, diverse, and superior, priceless, coveted by many, for her mind is complex. Able to do anything she sets in motion, but more than that, uh huh, but more than that, she's tall, short, medium, and all in between. Felt, curvy, stout, fit, hippie, or lean. She's queen, sister, teacher, researcher, aviator. Server, encourager, entertainer, leader, lawyer, janitor, caretaker, chef, warrior, politician, beautician, physician. She's an empathetic listener. She's a comforter. She's an admonisher. She's a survivor. But more than that, yeah. But far more than even that, she is valid, intrepid, yeah, comrade, confidant, lover, friend, hilarious, (laughs) even serious, but more than that, 
Jones, yeah, but more than that. Before Elizabeth Barrett Browning, there was Phyllis Weasley. Before Gloria Alred, there was Sojourner Truth. Before Florence Nightingale, there was Mary Seacole. You know, black, woman, intelligent, genius, inventor, entrepreneur, from curing cancer to curing glaucoma, creating beauty products to creating software, improving earning boards to improving education. She's excellent, personified, but more than that, yes, but more than that, black woman is mother of all. But more than that, honor her. Hey, how's everyone doing out there? This is your host of Mary Brown coming to you live on Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm on today because I'm supposed to be having a debate with a gentleman, and the topic is, are black women the enemy of black men? I'm waiting to see if he's going to call in because a lot of times these guys don't, they'll, they'll chicken out at the last minute. But the number to call in is 646-564-9858. Again, that's 646-564-9858. And the reason how this topic came up and, um, you know, as a means of discussion is with the backdrop of this whole Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby fiasco. And I, I did a show on it a couple of nights ago. And I gave, you know, some of my initial thoughts on it. And I've been doing some research into the case, into this particular case with Andrea Constan. And what you're going to find when you research this case is that everyone is acting like this was such a slam dunk case, like it was an open and shut case, like the the guilt of Bill Cosby is just some foregone conclusion. But when you start getting into the the actual details of the case, there there is – significant amount of reasonable doubt, which is the legal ethic that is supposed to work in criminal court cases. That is the legal ethic and the legal precedent for criminal court. Um, One of the things that are questionable by Andrea Constant as it relates to this Bill Cosby case is the fact that um, the night after the supposed incident took place. She called him on two occasions after midnight. That's curious. Uh, another thing was she couldn't get her date straight. She kept having to uh, change her story and, and change up the dates. Uh, she couldn't get she couldn't get those straight. So that's an inconsistency there. The other thing she claimed that Bill Cosby gave her some blue pills. When the detectives went and searched the home of Bill Cosby, they didn't find any blue pills. Now, I know some people would say, well, he could have he could have destroyed evidence. Well, how why would he destroy the evidence if he didn't know that she was going to if she, that she was going to tell? How how would he how would he have the foresight to destroy evidence if he wasn't aware of her telling? So that so that's curious. Something else with Andrea Constand is that she um that she um bought him gifts for Valentine's Day. That's curious. I've never seen anyone buy buy gifts for Valentine's Day for somebody that's that's sexually assaulting them. So this case was far from a slam dunk and far from an open and shut case. 
which is precisely why the the first trial wasn't a conviction. So they had to try him again. And so now people were, well, well, he's a rapist. He's a convicted rapist. That that as if being convicted of a crime is in is in and of itself indicative of of being guilty of a crime. No, they are not because it's particularly in the in the American penal system as it relates to black men to Bill Cosby's particular demographic. False convictions are profound and prolific in regards to that demographic. So that is by no means indicative of his guilt of a crime. And this is how come I, I express my concerns and my, and my doubts concerning this whole Bill Cosby fiasco because the particular demographic of women who have been accusing and been the accusers of Bill Cosby are also the particular demographic of women who have a history of lying about rape against black men. That's just what it is. So they brought 50 witnesses forward, five of which testified in this new, in this new trial with Andrew Constan to, to create a profile of a pattern of behavior as it pertains to Mr. Cosby. Okay, cool. Similarly, I have the right to look at a pattern of behavior of this particular demographic of women as it relates to as it relates to rape accusations and allegations against black men. The fact of the matter is that within the American judicial system, within the American order, culturally and socially, rape has not been a colorblind issue. Consensual sex between black men and white white women have has always been considered rape by the dominant society. That's just what it is. We have several case law, case law examples of this. We have look look at what they did to that to Jack Johnson with the Man Act, where they went and created an entire law just to convict him of of rape, even though he was having consensual sex with these white women and consensual sex with his wife. So it's not like these things are taking place in a vacuum. And as it relates to the as as, as it relates to the topic that we're supposed to be debating, if the gentleman calls up, he hasn't called in yet. That's odd. Is what are the bounds of? Um, I'm sorry, black black women co-signing this obvious public lynching of Bill Cosby. Are they the an enemy to black men? Now, I have been a strong, vocal advocate for black women, particularly within this climate of sotomayorism. And I will say that I don't believe black women, generally speaking, are an enemy to black men. However, there are pockets of black women who are highly toxic, who have internalized white supremacist, racist views of black men that can serve and do serve as an enemy. Likewise, you have the same phenomenon in pockets of black men who internalize white white, white, white supremacist ideas against black women. So this is not something that is, that is isolated to um, black women. I don't have to believe and take the word 
of these white women in regards to Mr. Cosby's guilt. Where, like the, the rule, the rule of law states that that there must be su- sufficient evidence. And in the case of Andrew Constant, there was no evidence. All we have are accusations, rumor, and innuendo. That is not supposed to be enough to warrant a guilty a guilty verdict when it comes to a criminal court case. As the judicial system is is laid out within the framework of the Constitution. So these are the – and see what, they, what they're trying to do is they want to male shame and shame men from questioning questionable rape allegations. If, because everyone talks about how, how uh, serious of an issue rape is, which I agree. Sexual assault is very serious. And if that's the case, how come we have so many instances of men, particularly black men, being falsely accused and later exonerated? So let's not act like there aren't people who trivialize the issue of rape by levying a false rape allegation, particularly that same demographic of women that are accusing Mr. Cosby of raping them. So let, 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 let's be intellectually pure here. Let's look at the facts for what it is and stop trying to pretend and asking me to pretend and to, and to suspend logic like what these women are saying makes sense. Now, when we talk – because everybody's talking about – well, he, he admitted he confessed. When you look at the deposition that Mr. Cosby gave, Mr. Cosby admitted to having quaaludes for the purpose of having, having sex with young women. But that does not, that does not necessarily equate to – drugging and raping them because when you look at the andrea constan case he didn't slip a, a mickey in her drink he didn't give her an unknown substance he out he offered her a glass of wine and he offered her three half three half halves of um benadryl to help her relax a little bit and she took those that wine and those pills and consumed them on her own so they began making out he began to penetrate penetrate her vagina while she simultaneously was rubbing on his penis. He proceeded to suck on her breasts. She asked him to stop. He stopped, and that was the end of the encounter. That was the end of the encounter. So where did the, where did the drugging and raping take place? Again, she called him two, two nights. She called him night after that, two times after midnight. Why are you calling a married man after midnight? Why are you buying a married man gifts for Valentine's Day? But nobody can ask these questions because these white neoliberal feminists and Gloria Allred have created an environment where it is politically incorrect to question the the accusations and allegations of women as, as they cry rape. As if that is supposed to be the basis of the judicial system within this country. No, we have a right to question and verify, particularly when there is a history from this demographic of women when it, as it comes to lying. Then the people say, well, 50 women accusers? Let's, be, let's make one thing perfectly clear. Entire white towns would accuse a black man of rape and then proceed to subjugate and dominate entire communities of black people. So I'm, the 50 word of 
white women, majority white women, doesn't doesn't mean I have to take their word for it. I need evidence. There has to be evidence. That is the rule of law in this country, which is why that 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 that, that case initially was adjudicated in civil court. It was adjudicated in civil court. This whole thing is a hustle that Gloria Allred and these women run. And I'm not about to ignore that for nobody. That is the reality of where we are in America. And I'm going to tell you, what we're going to end up seeing is a backlash against Women, when it comes when it comes to these shoddy rape rape a- accusations, eventually the pendulum is going to swing is going to swing the other way. We're already seeing it within family court, where men are starting to assert their rights. So the pendulum is going to swing the other way on this on, on this issue because it's getting ridiculous now. It's getting out of hand now. Drugging someone and offering someone a drug are two different things. Grown. As women, white women, are not children. They have the right to say yes or no. And that's the whole thing. It's it's the way they're presenting this information that is creating a perception of guilt around Mr. Cosby as opposed to actually fulfilling the tenets of the Constitution when we talk about the rule of law and jurisprudence in this country. And it's not like these things are existing within uh, within a vacuum. These are thematic thematic things. There are there's a, a historical theme and arc to this type of thing that we've seen them do to black men against, uh, particularly when his accuser is a white woman. And they talking about powerful men. Let's be real. It doesn't matter how powerful a black man is. The white, a white woman will always have more power than him because she knows that she can levy a false accusation against him and it will be acted on, irregardless of how ridiculous, ridiculous it is. And that is because the, no matter how powerful the, the, the black man may be, the white man is more powerful than him. So no one wants to attack this issue from an objective perspective. Everyone just wants to go along, be politically correct, not say what they're really thinking. That's what's happening here. But nobody can say anything about it. Nobody can mention that. Nobody can question and verify. And and, and this is the thing. They're expanding the scope of what rape means to make it mean whatever they want it to mean. That's what's going on. That is what's going on. And then they're talking about, well, uh, Beverly Johnson and, other, and some other, couple of other black women accused them. Let's be, let's not act like they did they didn't include those black women coming forward to make this thing look less racialized than what it actually is race will forever be the the basis and the foundation for the way this country and this system operates 
because it it is ingrained and interwoven into the very fabric of all of its institutions and systems. And this is the reality of the social inertia that American black people face and will face for the foreseeable future. For the foreseeable future. So this is about jurisprudence. Both for 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 black men and to a, and to a, a, a greater extent men in general, because pretty soon, powerful white men are going to be vulnerable to false accusations. It's not too much to ask for evidence in a rape case. That's that's not that's not asking too much. That is not asking too much, and none of these misguided feminists are going to bully me in, into. Accepting their word for it at face value with no without any I need proof. And speaking of proof, anyone who has ever read the about the Kobe Bryant case will tell you that there is actually more evidence for the guilt of Kobe Bryant raping his his alleged accuser than there is for Bill Cosby against all fifty of these women. But nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about that. There is more evidence that that Kobe Bryant raped his accuser than Bill Cosby against all 50 of these women. But nobody can mention that. You know, I was having a convers a, a, a debate on Facebook with a with a, a, a sister and she's going to she's going going to ask me am I a a um registered sex offender or have I been accused of rape? And I refuse to answer the question because I'm not going to dignify that question by even acknowledging it. Who the hell are you? As if somehow me questioning, see, because what she was trying to imply was that by me questioning the testimony of these 50 haggard-ass white women, that somehow demonstrates a propensity on my part for rape or sexual abuse, and I'm not I'm not going to dignify that by even acknowledging it, acknowledging it. I'm not going to let you subordinate me through shame to your bullshit argument. I need proof. That's all I'm asking. I need proof and I need evidence. And she wasn't able to provide any evidence. So then as the course of this discussion went on, she proceeded to say very clearly, very blatantly, that I'm not a, I'm not a registered sex offender. Clearly, you are. Well, wait a minute. If rape and sexual abuse is such a serious thing, how can you levy an accusation like that without any proof? So we see how easily with some of these women, how easily serious allegations of of sexual crimes roll off of their tongue with no deference for evidence. So then she went she went on to say, "Well, you never you you not answering my question means no no it doesn't mean that, sweetheart. If if I'm a registered sex offender, go to the registry, type in my name and pull it up, because you said clearly I am. That is libel." That is a false accusation. Do we not understand the basis of the law in this country? 
because the, our Miranda rights tell us that you have the right to remain silent. So me not answering your question is not an admission of guilt. It is not indicative of guilt. It's just me refusing to answer your question. You see? So we see that there is this undercurrent amongst these uh, some of these women who are particularly female chauvinists because they're not feminists. They're not going to do anything for, for, for black women. We see that they have a uh, vendetta, as it were, against black men to a certain extent. For, and for whatever reason, I don't know, because even like just talking about the case, they talk, they're, they're bringing up and mentioning uh, the, uh, this how the uncle in the family get away. Okay, why are we mentioning uncles? Let's not conflate pedophilia and child sexual abuse with the rape of a grown woman. Those are children. You, as a woman, you are a grown adult who should be able to articulate very clearly what what happened so both the accuser and the accused can have their rights met and fulfilled as guaranteed by the constitution and refusal and, and refusing to kowtow to their media onslaught does not indict anyone of guilt of sexual crimes rape or the propensity to to, to commit them. And that's my thoughts on that. Um, I guess I'm going I'm to I'm end it here. This guy, he hasn't called up. He hasn't responded to me on on, uh, on the message board, so I don't know what he's doing. Um, a lot of times they'll troll, so maybe that's what he was doing, but that, I'm, I'm going to end it there, guys.